It's time for the 8 Greatest Golf Show with Jerome Espinosa on ESPN Radio 1017 The Team. It's a lock. I hit the 7 iron like John Davey hits the 3. <laughs> winner, winner, chicken dinner! Jerome Espinosa is a Class A PGA professional and director of instruction at 8 Greatest Performance Center. It looks like I'm a wreck. It's in the hole! We will talk all things New Mexico golf, hear from voices all around the world of golf, and even give some swing tips to improve your game. All you got to do is just tap it in. Give it a little tappy. Tap, tap, tap a room. Now, Get ready playing golf here's PGA Pro Jerome Espinoza. Good morning. Welcome to the Green's Golf Show on ESPN Radio 1017 The Team alongside the man, the myth, the legend, David mm. Muttit. Trying to break course records this week. Yeah, I finally played a good round of golf. <laughs> been a long time <laughs> as someone at the golf course was quoted as saying is i've only known you as a chop i didn't know this was inside of you <laughs> uh, <laughs> so good thanks charlie for that i'm sure um in fact if david not my son charlie no <laughs> not his son not his son um if he would have broken a course record it would have been a miracle based on the group he was with and the harassment so they're just toughening you toughening you up that's all it is. You saw that in the E9, how, how <laughs> ridiculous it gets at times. <laughs> oh, so good. By the way, I did want to say this on the radio. Canyon Club is the best course in the greens. Like uh, town, I might even say the state. It is ridiculous It's in right perf- now. perfect condition. There's no, there's not, I can't think of one area where there's a dead, like a dead spot. No. There's a couple of areas where they need to water that you could see was starting to get a little brown, but they get, those those greens were so fast. They are. You the get above the hole on some oh. of them, you just you you got no chance. Well, I finished four bogeys in a row because I three putted <laughs> twice from like ten feet because it's going as you know downhill yeah. and then <sighs> a direct exit to the left, and I'm like that had zero chance. It's they are. Healthy, they are fast, they're firm, they're so pure. Yep, yep. So I wanted to give them a shout out to you know Don they, out there. They are so pure. And, um, is it Rob? Yeah, the Rob, greenskeeper. Yeah. They are, f- and they're firm. Oh, they're so good. Yeah, so not s- even. Close. Sometimes you can't, you can't leave it below the hole. Yeah, <laughs> you, you, you're you, better you, off you're chipping. Calm. Yeah, <laughs> you're better off chipping. So I wanted to give them a special shout out because that place is just. It is. I mean, perfect. The, the, perfect. It, it's getting back to like it used to be when I worked there. The greens were like that all the time. Just so good. I hit it long left on 17, and it's just death. You just, no chance. <laughs> I, yeah, I chipped it 10 feet left of the hole. It ended up <laughs> off the green, <laughs> off the front of the green. Although that is the hole that needs to be blown up, yeah. that green that needs to be well, blown up. I think they just need started. to extend it and flatten the back portion. Probably, you know? yeah. Because it's that right now, well, you saw the E9. I put it off the green. It would have it would have gone 30 yards down the fairway. Yeah, it's it's crazy. So, but yeah, absolutely pure and well done. It is, it's awesome to see when they get a golf course just perfect. It's fun to play, and it's just, it's great. Yeah, good, it, good for those members. You yeah. have a fantastic facility to play golf. Yeah, and, like, it's, and it's not... It's not, stu- it's not long. No, but I guarantee it's playing as tough. Oh, for someone that for someone that doesn't know it, right? That hasn't played there, like Coop yesterday, <laughs> right? There are just spots where they don't 
look that bad if you've never played it. But if you know it and you're in that spot, you're like, I, this is this is dead. Like, I, you've got no chance. Yeah, I mean, someone was saying, as we were sitting there, right, like, oh, I think they could extend this golf course. I'm like, if the greens are like that, you don't have to do anything to it. No. It's no. the greens will defend that course. When they're like that, when oh, they're, when they're just, firm and fast, they, you just – because you have – we – have a lot of little wedge shots into these greens, and if you got a front pin, oh. you, I mean, you can't really get close. <laughs> you have to land it short of the green. Yeah. Yeah. It, well, then it's so healthy, too. Like, short, well, it'll stop. Yeah. But it is it's so perfect. It is. It's pure. Pure it's as, purest course in town for Easily. Sure. Yeah. Easily. Yeah. yeah. And that's why I said I would even go out on a limb and say probably the state. It is just. Well, and it's fair for everyone too. Like, because I'm saying it's not, it's not Sandy along. It's not twin long. I'm, I don't even think it's 7,000 yards. No, I think we looked yesterday. It's like 6,700. 6, yeah. From the back tees. Yeah. I um, mean, and number nine is, I've always said this, is probably the hardest hole in the state of New Mexico. Yeah, that's a hard hole. For your average golfer? Yep. I mean,. It's brutal. Yeah, yeah, because you can't. I mean, Funky obviously, throw, like a we, three would. We I cut think. over the stinking trees, but you but most then, have to go to the dog leg. But then, and then you, it's like two hundred uphill. And yesterday, even like I had wedge in, but it's downwind, right <laughs> to left, and the pins on the far right side of the green. It's like it, good luck. You can't get close to it. No, no. It's a so kudos to that whole team out there. Great club, great fun, and. Rob's Rob's always been great. I told Nick, uh, well, no, I told Matt long before he left when they were looking for a super. I'm like, and he knew him because Matt worked there. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Four Hills. I said if you can get him, that would be huge. But Rob didn't didn't want to leave. But. Yeah, I mean, it's right when somebody has a really good job. Yeah. Even if you're going to come over the top, sometimes the really good job is better than the over the top. Yeah. yeah. And you know he's got. Again, probably a supportive membership and supportive board and all that stuff, and it's it's great. It's paid off because it's fantastic. Best in town, not yeah. even close. No, the greens are just they yeah, they're so good. <laughs> if you get it started online, it's it's not going offline. Well, and you know this, like sometimes greens, just because greens are very grass have a lot of grass on them or whatever, they're not healthy. That does not mean they're healthy. Yeah, and then you you can also go the other way and have too much dirt showing, and they're sick. These things were so perfect. That's yeah. what I told Don. Like, they're healthy, they're quick, they are in a perfect spot because you you can teeter either way on those things when you start. You, yeah, you definitely can. As dry as now. It's been great. We've had a lot of early rain this year, which has helped for sure. But yeah, they're they're great. If you get a chance to go play, someone invites you go because it's ridiculous at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, it's member guest season, so those are going on all over the place. And um, oh man, I don't know if I took. Maybe I took um, this this weekend is uh, ACC's member guest. ACC member guest is this weekend. Four Hills is July. It's the weekend of the. It's always the weekend of the Paradise Open Hills. I believe is next week. They said it's just it's just that time of year. So most courses are getting their, Green. their greens really really good. Paradise Hills is another place where you get in the wrong spot in the oh, green and you're dead. dead. Yeah. 
you're dead. You have absolutely no chance. But uh, I can't remember who it was, but Lou Stagner sent out. My guy, Lou Stagner, he's on Twitter. you got to follow him if you're a golf junkie. I used to, yeah. Um, but he sent, he sent out a tech, or a, a tweet before member guest season because obviously he knows. And it was the probability of shooting, um, what do they call them? Oh, my gosh. Um, not a substantial score. An exceptional, an exceptional round, and so for those of you that are in member guests, and somebody comes in and shoots three exceptional rounds, there it is. It doesn't happen very often, just so you know. So this is a net score. These are some of the things that should take place. A zero to five handicap should shoot five under one in three hundred and seventy nine rounds. <laughs> So when this dude comes in with a 10 under, so a, this is a 0 to 5 handicap. Again, yeah. a really good golfer. Yeah. For him to shoot like net 10 under, okay, net 10 under, it's 1 and 125,000. So if they do it twice in the member guest season. You know what's great about the Four Hills member guest? Red flags. The final round, so it's three rounds. The final round is both balls count. That's what you have to do. Both balls count. You have to do that. Brad's partner last year, he flew over from Australia for it, right? Oh, my gosh. He, he's not a good golfer, but he's also never played Four Hills. He shot 122. Oh. <laughs> and it's both balls count. Net score, one, 200. They pro- yeah, they probably shot 200, yeah. Oh, my gosh. It's, a, it's actually, when I worked there, it was fun to watch. People would just puke all over themselves uh, it's hilarious if you if you go out there and shoot both of you shoot your handicap you're gonna jump past everybody oh go to the top of the leaderboard yeah well it's funny because i had i had someone i took it as an insult say you know because i was talking about teaching golf and there's a lot more than just mechanics i said there's a lot of stuff that goes on the golf course that people need coaching on like you know nerves and how to handle certain situations and how to play with different people. And they said, oh, so you're basically a counselor. That's what you're saying? And I'm like, kind of. Um, it, I that's mean, part of the game, massively. You can attest to that. What You've makes, been at the highest level. What makes those guys so good is their course management. They know where they can miss it and they know where they can't. You know? Well, they know how to handle, you know, there's a big difference when you're like in the hunt, when you're leading, when you're really close. Um, and that's that takes place for everybody, not just the best golfers. Like, how many people fail to break eighty or something because they know, oh my gosh, if I just par the last two holes, that's a that's a mental management thing. That's not well. Doesn't have anything to do with your skill level at that point. Most people compound their their initial error, right? These guys they make mistakes all the time. Yep. But their next one isn't a mistake. Yeah. They, they they do the right thing. They yep. don't. They don't. Yeah, they they avoid. <clears throat> they're okay making bogeys. They they hate doubles, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they make the right decision at the right time, where most people do not. <laughs> well, yeah, because they again, I would say everything. You know, the heart rate goes up, every their anger goes up, and then they just. I hit a bad shot. Let me try to hit this rope hook around these two trees over this one tree. They hit the tree, it goes out of bounds, and it's like yeah. disaster. Write a 10 on the scorecard. And, I mean, sometimes for for the really good guy, you know, the tour pros, that is the shot. But for your average golfer, just 
punch it back in the fairway. <laughs> get on grass. Yeah. <laughs> get in the fairway and go from there. Um, so a 6 to 12 handicap. For them to shoot 6 under net, it's 1 in 536 rounds. Gee. That's not, I mean, I mean, 6 under, right? And that's why when we used to run that skins game and people would get super pissed when I'd drill them the next week, I'm like, hey, sorry, dude. Like, you're not supposed to be shooting 66 every time. No. Net. Like, it doesn't happen. No. Look at the, I mean, and people think the tour guys always shoot under par. It's just their window's a lot smaller, right? When they shoot 73, they're super mad, but they don't shoot 64 every time. No. <laughs> and they happen. also they also turn seventy fives into seventies. Yes, which keeps them in the tournament, right? Correct. Yeah. Um, so those high handicappers, the thirteen to twenty ones, that guy must just be on his computer all the time to come up with that stuff. He posted that just the other day because it's member guest season. Yeah. So he's like, "All right, for those of you in these exceptional scores that you see at your clubs." Here's some of the but think about all the oh, all the dude. gins he has to go oh. through to look at all that and come up with that. That's crazy. Hundreds. He so, must have some sort of algorithm to do that. We'll even say, is that me? I don't know what that is. I don't know. We'll even say uh, the 13 to. Oh shoot! Sorry, that's me. I don't know what happened there. Um, for a 13 to 21 handicapper to shoot five under, which again is a great round, five under their net. It's one in 174 rounds. Wow. So if they and, and a lot of people don't even play that in like two or three years. Yeah, I mean, 174 <laughs> rounds is a lot of golf. That's half, one, one, basically one every, one every two and a half days or something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, and these guys, again, I, I love that because he put it out right before member guests where you see, I mean, when I work for Sun Country and we'd have like the four ball, and these guys would come in with like net sixties. I'm like, guys, come on, yeah. really? Yeah, that's ridiculous. Now it would be back to back too. I'd I adjust say, them and they'd do it again. There are some people that, and this goes for every level of golfer. There's some people that embrace the tournament golf, and they're yep. a lot better in tournament golf than when they're just messing around with their friends. That there is that, and that's impossible to handicap, really. Yeah. No, you're right. Because if you don't play that many tournaments, but you rise to the occasion, which there are people that do that. Um, I mean, for example, I've played practice rounds with some of the best players in the world. And you watch them and you're like, God, this guy's terrible. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then they go win, right? It's yeah, like Because yeah. there's, no, there's no grind in their head. There's no focus. They're just going through the motions, basically. Well, maybe you can speak to that a little bit, too, because... For me, I don't know. This is just me, but again, you've played with some of these exceptional guys. But I think you're just getting a feel like for the, at the practice rounds because yeah. you expend so much mental energy during the tournament. Like you can't do that for, you know, what is it, six no. days, seven days in a row. And I think, well, I don't think I know. That is what made Tiger so good is he had the ability to practice that much with the same focus that he had when he played his tournaments. And I think that's what made him so great. Yeah. Uh, but that's hard to do. It's hard oh, it's to sit there and beat balls for six hours with the focus that you have when you're playing a U.S. Open. 
No, it's which is going on this week, which the majority of these, I, I mean, um, probably all of them. That's what separated Tiger to me was he his his level of commitment to focusing, and he said it. He goes, when I practice, I have the same focus as when I'm playing a golf tournament, which is crazy because that's so hard to do. Yeah, I mean that, and that's why he didn't play as much, probably, right? Well, yeah, he he never played thirty events in a season. He yeah, would he would play lot. eighteen to twenty two events a season, even in his prime. Well, that's why I, that's why I like you know him and Michael Jordan and Kobe, like those guys all have that same thing yeah. that not very many people have, obviously. Yeah, and it's like when you see it, you're like, dude, this is ridiculous, yeah. like. They're they're like twice exceptional. They just have they're able, like you said, they're able to do that. I mean, there's a lot of people that would love to be Tiger, but you can't do what he did. Like, no, no like one would ever do it. You can't. No, and that's I think I would even say, you know, we were talking about Charlie Woods off offline, but I hope people leave Charlie alone because well, they're if they're going to project that onto him, I mean, maybe he can't do that. Like, he's, but he's got it. Yes, I agree. I agree. But he's also got a dad that I think learned from his dad's mistakes and understands what it takes and how to avoid, you know, <laughs> re- re- reading the stuff. Just don't read stuff. Don't watch the Golf Channel, you know. Yeah, yeah. Stay away from that stuff. Get in your little bubble. But yeah, it, it's. He's. He'll never live a normal life. No, no. He's Reg- not. Regardless what he does, right? Yeah. Even if he gives up golf and becomes an accountant, <laughs> yeah. he, he's still the son of Tiger Woods. Like, yeah. There's nothing you can do about that. I think that. he's connected to golf forever. And it seems like he loves it. But, I mean, yeah. you know, again, he's the son, the heir apparent, because he has yeah. a daughter. And I don't Who, know what she plays, but well, she probably has a little more normal life than Charlie Yeah, does. and she stays out of the focus of the media way more. Probably because she doesn't play competitive golf, but once again, she's still Tiger Woods' daughter. Yep. Right. I mean, it's it's not you can't hide. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're like, wait, what's your last name? Oh, what Woods? Wait, what? Yeah. Like that well, happens and you all see the time. It, like when, when he's won tournaments and they're behind the greens, like everyone knows what they look like. So yeah. it's you, still walking down the street, people are going to be like, "That's Tiger's daughter." Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. He'll never get away from it at no. all. Um, well, we got to take a quick break. Um, we'll come back to talk some U.S. Open, um, some of the holes, and a little bit of live and some Brandel Chambly because uh, Brandel's got to be uh, on watch right now. So we got to take, take a quick break. I'm Jerome Espinosa, Director of Instruction. If you're in need of club repair, please email me, gespinosa at 8gradies.com. This is the 8grades Golf Show on ESPN Radio, 1017 The Team. Let's get back to the 8 Greatest Golf Show with Jerome Espinoza on ESPN Radio 1017 The Team. Welcome back to the 8 Greatest Golf Show on ESPN Radio 1017 The Team. I am Jerome Espinosa, Director of Instruction 8 Greatest Golf, alongside David Muddit of Pars and Rec. Coming along. Coming along. Coming along. David has a lot of work ahead of him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, so good. So, uh... U.S. Open in L.A. Country Club. You ever played there? No. It looks pretty pretty cool place, though. 
from so I haven't follow, I haven't really looked at the TV or anything much the last few days, but some of the pictures I've seen, the place looks awesome. Oh, it looks yeah, it looks good. Yeah, um, you and I were talking about it, but the the hole that could play. I can't remember how short they said it could play, but I'm sorry, eighty yards to like one thirty, it could play a yeah. par three, and it's not number one. I don't know why I thought it was number one, but uh, I think it's. I think it's that's well, to, well the par threes are four, seven, nine, eleven, and fifty. They have five par threes. That's weird. Well, and two, one, two, three par fives, par seventy, five par threes. <laughs> So the one that's the little short, and here's what I always, I've always thought this, and maybe, I don't know what your take is on this, but par threes, I hate playing like par threes that are the exact same hole, the exact same distance every time, right? You step up to the 192 to the flag, 192 to the flag, and you're like, can we get like creative here? Like, I'm I'm a fan of, okay, 290, great, piss them on all you want about it, whatever, and then eighty yarder. That's like kind of cool. Yeah. Like to give these, to give people a super small wedge, and the green looks nasty. Yeah. Oh, the short one. Well, look at the postage stamp. Uh, look at number seven at Pebble. These holes can play really, really difficult, even at such a short distance. I mean, when they had the U.S. Open there at Pebble, and those greens are firm and fast, and you're that's, what is that? Like a hundred yards or something? It, it can play less than that. Yeah, I mean, but it's downhill, around the green is death, over's in the ocean. <laughs> I mean, it's, it doesn't and have... And then the wind... doesn't have to be long like to be hard. I think I've seen people, like, punch a seven to that oh, hole before. Some, someone said they've hit four iron, one of the tour players, one day they played and it was blowing so hard off the ocean that I think they said they hit, like, a four iron. To a hundred and... <laughs> 10-yard hole, yeah. by the way. Yeah. Like, yeah, no, I'm all about... Um, yeah, I'm not sure which hole it is. I love the fact that they can mix things up like that. Um, again, we were talking, and who knows? We haven't done... Again, we're not a, we're not a factual <laughs> radio station, but um, I thought some people said there was Bermuda grass there. Um, in California, it's hard though. There's Kakuya out there, and Kakuya yeah. is nasty. Kakuya is a really nasty Let's grass. See if it says on pjtour.com. Um, but it's I find that hard. it did, from the pictures I've seen, it does not look like Bermuda. The greens are certainly not Bermuda. Well, those it's the greens got to be Poana out there. Yeah, I mean, I, of course, you know, or, or I, ben, I say that, but some of these country clubs, like L.A. Country Club, is probably one of the mis- most exclusive, ridiculously tough to get into. Um, so they probably have bent because they can afford it. Some of the places that can't afford it will use other grasses. But, um, yeah, the U.S. Open, people love to see carnage. So the rough was exceptionally high. Um, I saw a couple of the fairways videos early in the week people dropping balls and they were rolling from one side of the fairway all the way across to the other. Yeah. It, God, like, I'm looking at some of these. It's just insane. Maybe it is Bermuda. I'm going to, I'm going to find out. I'm telling you, somebody said that, that the rough was Bermuda, but I'm not sure. Again, we, the rough might be, yeah, but it's very hard to have 
Bermuda Rough and a different grass fairway because Bermuda is like It'll a weed over. and it just takes over everything. So if, if it's Bermuda Rough, the whole thing's got to be Bermuda, surely. Yeah, so I mean, I mean... I mean, looking at these pictures, maybe it is. I don't know. I'm, I'm going to... LA Country Club, somebody call us. Tell us if you're Bermuda or not. Um, but it's a you know a great test, the U.S. Open. And I know people always go nuts about the USGA. Um, you know, because the USGA is the United States Golf Association. That's the amateur body. So they run all of the um, amateur events. That say they run the U.S. Open. And people throw a fit because they've messed up so many times on the U.S. Open. So they get the greens so fast, so firm. They grow the rough up so high. And their goal, at least I think, their goal is always to have the winner shoot even par. Yeah, like that's kind of what they're known for. So this says the rough is Bermuda. I'm trying to figure out what the rest of it is. Well, the green's got to be bent. I mean, they were... Bent or Poana, yeah. There's no way there'd be Bermuda greens in Los Angeles. And um, I think I've talked about this before, but the USGA, when they're checking um, the firmness of the greens for these events, it's insane. They measure like every two feet, put a flag, red, yellow, green. They're hand-watering. Like, they don't even... They don't turn the sprinklers on and let it soak. Like, so it's saying a four-inch Bermuda rough. Now, four-inch Bermuda rough is, is brutal because oh, the ball sits at the bottom every single. It doesn't sit up in Bermuda. Ever. It's a wispy grass. It just sits down, and you get the worst flyers ever in Bermuda grass. Yeah, I mean, that thing could come out and probably go ten to fifteen yards further than you oh, anticipated. Easily, yeah. Out of Bermuda, and it's going to have zero spin on it. The greens are going to be firm. I haven't figured out what the fairways are yet. They're probably I don't know. Who knows? Kentucky. <laughs> they have they Kentucky have enough money over there to do whatever they want with all of their greens and fairways and all that sort of stuff. So um, again, the U.S. Open is currently going. Um, so we'll see we'll see what happens. I. Um, what did you think about uh, Jay Monahan? He's a little sicky sick now. Yeah, I think he needed a break from it. I don't think he's sick. No, I don't think he's sick. He just needed he needed some time away. I think I think they're going to give him a lot of time away. Most probably, yep. I I don't see him staying there, but it's yeah. turned into all kinds of stuff. And again, we've actually I'll give us credit on this show. We've been pretty patient about waiting this stuff out and seeing what happens instead of taking a Brandel Chambly hot take. Um, what does he do? What does Brandel do? He has run his mouth I know. so much. This is why so many people are going to be upset with uh, Jay Monahan. He's just hung them all out to dry. You know, I mean, Brandel speaks ridiculous Nonsense things thing. all the time, but he obviously took the PJ Tour side very heavily. But he took the where the money was come from side, right, and how bad that was. And, and, and now they're partnering. That's where the money's going to come from for the, the – not all of the money for the PJ Tour, but a good st- a, <laughs> there's going to be money coming from them. We don't know how much at this point. Obviously, the PJ Tour can afford to fund 
20, 25 million dollar purses yep. without that. So, I, I, you know, who knows who's going to give what money, but yeah, he's, uh, he's, yeah, I don't, I, has he said anything? I don't know. He's been awfully quiet and guys are coming after him now, obviously. He's an easy target anyway and, um, people get after him all the time. But yeah, guys have been coming after him now. He like, it hey, upon himself. It's what like, are you going to do now, dude? You're the yeah. one that was saying all this blood money and this or that. And now, because I would assume, I don't know, I wonder where he gets his paycheck from. Like, does he turn down if he gets a pay raise? Because now they have more money and a percentage of it is coming from. I don't know. The, what is it? The PIF? There's, there's, yeah, PIF, yeah. Um, like we said last week, there is no telling how this is going to look at this point. <laughs> I mean, if you, if we had to guess, I would say you still have the elite PGA Tour events. Maybe the live is sort of six events a year that are obviously big money and small fields and ran a little differently and they're more of a... I don't know, like a kind of like we have our team events in in, yep. in the section, right? Maybe it's more of a fun type thing. Yep. That they play and they're getting paid or whatever. But who knows? The, the live live may completely go away, and it's just the PJ Tour, but it's all combined. But it it did say, and like this can change, but it did say it will be ran, operated, formatted, and everything by the PJ Tour. I saw that. Yeah. But what does that really look like? There's going to be a board with everybody involved, the DP World Tour, the PJ Tour, and the PIF. <laughs> Greg they, Norman. <laughs> but, they, but when they listed that, they didn't even say Liv. Norman came out and said, Liv's still going to be around, don't worry. But when they made that announcement, they didn't even mention Liv. They no. just mentioned the PIF. So Which, I, don't, I don't know. It is... Is the live going away and is the money just being pumped to the PGA Tour now? And we, when we were talking with our guest, was it last week? Yeah. Yeah. You know, m me and you both agreed that those players that didn't go are going to have to be reimbursed, not reimbursed, but compensated somehow. Well, And, and, and <laughs> I did see they came out and said they're basically going to now have shares in this new PGA Tour and they're going to give these players shares based on... Uh, performance popularity um so that that's how they're gonna get yeah their extra money but the live the people that went to the live will not get that well and then you now you're gonna play this game right like okay live guys took the money early now they're gonna say okay now the tour guys are gonna get these shares and now the live guys are gonna come back because they're supposed to be paying fines to come back so they're like wait we like lost our money this year. They're paying fines. They're fines. not. I don't think they are next year. This or that. Like it, I don't know. Again, we'll, we'll wait it out and see yeah, all the nonsense that takes place. And I mean, I don't know, man. I'm a Brooks Kepka fan, but he does some. Maybe he just doesn't give a rip. He does not care. Because did you see his press conference the other day? He's at the end of the press conference. He goes. All right, guys. Thanks, and uh, I'll see you at the Travelers next week. Like I'm like Brooks. Like he's an idiot, <laughs> dude. You I found really it. found it. The North Course at LA Country Club is a 7,400 yard par 70 with bent grass greens, 
There you go. The fairways and rough of Bermuda. Fairways. So that's basically like your elite courses in Dallas. Bermuda rough, Bermuda fairways, bent grass greens. That's crazy. Yeah, I would not have expected that. I would have expected a Kikuya or in LA or a bluegrass uh, on the fairways. But like I said, if it's I didn't think if it get hot enough, if it's but if you're far enough away from the ocean, LA gets pretty hot. Oh, okay. Um, but we're also what? What are we in June? Yeah, yeah. June. Yeah, they in Dallas. Bent grass is very hard to keep. Yeah, I was going to say, you need that's, fans. That's what, fans, they water the hell out of them. So in the summer, they're soft as could be because they oh, have to be, yeah, otherwise they die. die. So a lot of courses are actually going to Bermuda greens. Now, good Bermuda nowadays yeah. is one of the best putting surfaces to put on, if not the best. Well, they they do all that. I mean, I don't know. There's so many turf grass guys that they like mix all these different breeds and end up with this pure pure surface so they've gotten they've done that well yeah but i mean there's 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 multiple strains of bermuda yep yeah and they put what it's like bermuda 419 or something yeah, it's called like, on the greens and they're less grainy yep because that's always the problem with you go to like a muni in a dallas and they've got <laughs> bermuda greens <laughs> it's brutal yeah it is brutal because the, 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 the grain is so ridiculous ball could roll seven different ways in your putt. Yeah, but it's come so far now that there's less grain in Bermuda than there used to be. But, it, you know, Bermuda's known for its grain, but bent grass has grain. I mean, all grass has grain, really, apart from maybe zoysia. Zoysia just grows straight up, but, well, especially but when no they, one has zoysia on their greens. I mean, when you're talking greens, they're cut so, so low. Yeah. I mean... There's not much blade there anyway. No, no, it's it's minuscule. I mean, there's but yeah, you you go to a Muni in some in Phoenix in the summer, for example. Oh my gosh! Late in the day, it, it it's grown it's grown <laughs> half an inch, right? Like it's completely different in the morning. A hundred percent. That's yeah, that's so true. Um, so that's well, and it. I think the first time, <laughs> I think it was Oklahoma. I went to Oklahoma to play one time, and I see these giant fans at the back of the green, and I'm like, "What is this?" Yeah, yeah, we like, had them. What is going on? You have and to. They have to have fans. Again, we're very fortunate here because it's just dry heat. Like you know, there's a breeze. We're fairly open. There's not trees because if that- there's courses that have kind of trees around a green. And it gets hot, those things will die. Yeah. Now, our weather provides our different issues. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're, I don't know if you remember, but when you when we did our PGA levels and stuff, they spoke about, they had that map. Oh, yeah. The, uh, the colored map yep, of where grass is. Transition zones. Yeah. We are in a transition zone because it's hot, dry, um, but the grass that naturally grows is not necessarily bermuda (laughs) like four hills there's hardly any bermuda you go to acc they struggle to keep bermuda off their fairways yep ladera has a lot of bermuda yep los altos has a decent decent amount of bermuda you can see it 
when you you, you drive past Los Altos in April, let's say, <laughs> you can you see all these like white spots almost, and that's where the Bermuda needs to be hot at night, yeah, to get green. But the bluegrass does not. So you you drive by and you see all these spots, and it looks awful. <laughs> But I, Los Altos is in great shape at the moment. It is, actually. Yeah. It really is. And you're right. It's funny to see that because people that don't know are probably like, what is wrong with that oh, place? dead because you're just driving by, right? I'm like, that's, no, that's the Bermuda. It's just not growing yet. <laughs> now that it's all mixed in, it's actually like pretty decent. It to is. Be yeah, it really is. It really is. Um, so what do you think the live guys do from here? Like, I guess we just wait and see. There's not a lot. Like, That's what I'm saying. There's, there's just going to be so many little details that... They said John Rahm's leaving. Leaving what? The tour. To, to do, live. To do what? To live. Or maybe he's just making a statement, but he's been playing... You know, they made a big old deal that he played tons of practice rounds with the live guys. And, you know, they're saying that he's like out the door. I don't know. I don't know what that looks like now. It's probably too well, late. Yeah, I mean, if that's the case, everybody should go and then just come <laughs> back, right? I mean, yeah. take your money and then come back. But uh, yeah, I can't imagine anyone leaving now. Well, I didn't. Yeah, I mean, everyone's been talking about. Oh, Rom's gone. He's going to live, and I'm like, well, I didn't hear that. I'm like, that's a little late. Like, it's they already merged. Like, it's. I'm confused why now it's kind of everyone's where you're at and just let the details work out and see what happens. Yeah, I can't imagine they're making any offers to the people right now, but I don't know, maybe. Well, I mean, if that happens, that I mean, that that's just confusion overload. What is going on if that happens? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I I saw it and I mean, <laughs> I get it. If he knows it, if you know if you know you're going to get to come back and they're still offering it. And you go play the rest of the year in the live, and then you come back. It, yeah, I guess. Why wouldn't you? But yeah, if they're going to give you three hundred million, or and again, we don't know any details on some of these contracts. Still, like, there's a lot of a lot of hearsay that's happened with these contracts that these guys got. Like, did they get three hundred million? Did they get two hundred million? Did they have to earn it? I've heard a bunch of different things on it. Um, it seems like. I guess, I don't know, again, how accurate it is, but Phil, Phil's always in the middle of controversy, is being sued or whatever for copyright infringement because his logo, the High Flyers, is yeah. his logo. Oh. Is, someone said, hey, that's our logo. And so they're, like, suing him because the logos are very similar. They did, I saw them, and they're, they look really, really close. Really? I mean, the only thing is... And that's his team logo. That's his for team the logo, is because these guys have teams. Um, I always thought his logo was hilarious, like his logo back. Oh yeah, from when was he, it that jump? Yeah, it's, it's the jump, he, right? Yeah, it's where he jumped about an inch off the ground when he won the <laughs> Masters. <laughs> He's in better shape now. He should be good. He does look pretty good. Yeah, I mean, wouldn't that be something if he won the U.S. Open this week after everything that's happened to him? Oh, my gosh, dude. I'm telling you. With all the history of him and the U.S. Open? The live, if everyone wants to cry about how how everyone's getting the short end of the stick on this, they should be thanking Brooks Kepka. He, like, he forced this massively with his two, the Masters finish. And I, you know, he probably should have won that, but whatever. And then the 
Yeah, I, t- I don't know if I agree PGA with that as I'm much. Because like, they said those talks had been going on for a couple of months. And that would have been maybe right around the Masters. No, that was April. Yeah, right around the Masters. So, yeah, it, I mean, like, like I've said from the beginning, to start with, they're not going to lose their professional edge, right? Yeah. But I said if it carries on this way they will slowly start to lose that. So this year, I fully expected those guys to contend and, and potentially win majors. There's no reason. I mean, Kepka has five majors now. <laughs> of course he's going to be have a chance to win the majors. <laughs> yeah. There's no, just no two ways about it. Cam Smith. Now, Cam Smith has kind of dropped off the planet he a has. little bit. You haven't I, heard about him at all. Well, maybe the move and all the talk and everything affected his mental. I mean... To play golf at that level, you have to be completely secure in every part of your life. <laughs> That's so you true. You really do. You have to know that your kids are taken care of. You have to know, you know, that your wife's taking care of them and, and making sure that their life is running smooth. Yep. You've got to make sure all you because they have all these other side investments and businesses. Well, I was going to say, that's probably, now that you're saying that, that's probably why they have these, like, managers, right? Oh, like, yeah, for where they sure. can, you know, if I'm managing you and you're, I'm like, David, it's all good. Like, that's my job, right? Like, hey, dude, here's where we're going. Here's what we're doing, but it's good. Like, we're yeah. good. And yeah. then when it's bad, I'm going to find a time to tell you. I can't yeah. tell you, like, no. the week of the U.S. Open, like, hey, David, we lost a couple investors here. And I, 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 it's the worst thing. I remember sat in the locker room. I think it was Quail Hollow. So John Ryan was just kind of coming on the picture, right? And I'm listening to him on his phone. I'm just sat there. And someone's calling him, trying to deliver him something. It was obviously not golf-related. Otherwise, it would have been sent to the golf course. Or maybe it was golf-related, but whatever. And I heard him say, "Um, I don't actually live anywhere at the moment so i'm not really sure where to <laughs> where to send it i mean you think about it you come on the scene like him yeah what roaring out of nowhere all of a sudden you've got all this money and you've got all these people after you but it's just you yeah i mean why would he even buy a house he's not probably never home well he at that point he didn't know what he was doing right <laughs> i mean yeah it, there's a lot that goes into that stuff that the majority of the people in the world don't just no, send it to my country club where I show up most days. I, yeah, but I just thought it was hilarious. I'm like, this is John Ram saying he doesn't have anywhere to live. <laughs> yeah, think about that. I huh? know, it's pretty funny. That's, I mean, but again, like you said, it's tr- like he doesn't have dogs. He doesn't have a family. He's probably just like. Then, yeah. Like, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Like, who knows where I'm going to live? Yeah, that's when he's like, calls his manager and be like, I need somewhere to live, <laughs> and I don't really have time to do this. They're like, "All right, we got to go to a state that has a house, no please? state income tax." Florida, Phoenix. <laughs> Phoenix, Phoenix doesn't have state income tax. No, I know Texas and Florida don't. Yeah, Texas, Florida, Phoenix. I don't think Arizona does. There's Nevada. Oh, yeah, Nevada's another one that they go to a lot. Um, and for, I mean. You know, for people that wonder, like, why those professional athletes live in those states, that's why. And, obviously, weather so they can practice, but... Well, and and airports to where they can go anywhere in the world 
yeah. in one flight. That's why so many live in Dallas. Oh. It's centrally located. It's one of the biggest airports in the world. You get anywhere in the world in one flight. Um, the majority of the PJ Tour guys are not flying private. They're flying domestic. Yeah. You bigger guys now are probably all pl- all flying private and sharing rides and doing all that. And I heard that you know, those guys that you see net um, net jets, yeah, is not actually they're not actually getting paid for that. They're getting given hours. Oh, that's what I was going to say. Yeah, is what so that I could like you said, we're not completely factual, but that makes someone sense, told me that. Why yeah. wouldn't they? Why, like, exactly. Why would like, you not do that? Oh, okay. I get you know you get three hundred hours. Yeah, whatever, whatever, whatever you get. Yeah, yeah. And they and then they probably team up and you know there's four of Share them, them yeah. with their caddies. They and do that like, all hey, the time. Let's yeah. Take this. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, we we got to take a quick break. I'm Jerome Espinosa, director of instruction, Eight Grady's Golf, alongside David Muddit. If you'd like to inquire about leagues, club repair, fittings, email me at gespinosa at eightgradies.com. This is the Eight Grady's Golf Show on ESPN Radio 101.7 The Team. Let's get back to the 8 Greatest Golf Show with Jerome Espinoza on ESPN Radio 1017 The Team. Good morning. Welcome back to the 8 Greatest Golf Show on ESPN Radio 1017 The Team and U.S. Open. Um, Bastion Amat, UNM golfer, as well as Victor Perez in the U.S. Open. Bastion got in, which I figured um, he was a first alternate and then someone... Uh, someone probably, you know, one of the tour guys, I'm sure, bumped up a level and didn't need their entry anymore. Well, Victor so. Perez, I think, is in the, is in the Victor, top 50 yeah. in the world. Yeah. Well, so I was talking to Ben this week. Ben was on the same team with yeah. the Lobos as him, and Ben told me, I said, dude, Victor's had a freaking great career. He goes, I'll tell you this. He said he was benched his senior year because he was not very good. He said he, said he legit could not break 80. Uh, yeah, they used to come out to Paco when I worked there, and he was on that team. And yeah, he didn't even—he wasn't even starting. Yep. But this happens all the time. Well, Ben told me, which I—I I was like, dude, good on him. As Ben said, but his worth work ethic was unreal. Yeah. He said the dude used to work at it so hard. Well, there's that, well, and, and you, professional golf is a different mentality. Yep. You you have to. You have to be in control of your emotions, all these other things. Some people can handle it and some people can't. That's why you see the can't-miss superstars coming out of college sometimes never make it to the tour. Yep. Jordan Spieth didn't get through Q school. I went to the same Q school as Jordan Spieth in 2013, and he did not get through Q school. There he's you go. He's won four majors. I was going to say. Three or four majors, whatever he's won. I don't know if it's three or four, but... It's yeah. Some people figure it out, and some people don't. I mean, well, you've spoken about this a bunch. It's it's a grind. Like it is. There's so many things. There's so many levels. There's so much stuff that has to happen. You got to be freaking tough. Yeah, Justin like, Justin Thomas had to play the nationwide for a couple of years, which is now the corn ferry before yep. he even got to the PJ tour. Well, I think you know. I don't know. That's people blame this on for Brooks too but I think Brooks was like in the European he went and like, played in Europe he yeah. was like traveling around over there yeah he, which for an American I would think would be really really hard yeah it's it, way different well well, yeah and you've got language barriers and yep all kinds of things but yeah and, and then there's a few others that Kurt Kitayama is, is an American 
but played on the European tour, and that's how he got his PJ Tour stars by world rankings. Gosh, yeah. So I mean, you know, there's and this is what I was getting at the other week. I'm yep. like, got to put the money in all the places so you don't lose stories like that. No, a hundred, yeah. I mean, Kepka's story is really, really cool. So, and same as Patrick Reed, but then they turn into these people that you just you. Why? I don't get it. Like, obviously, I'm not saying Kepka is like Patrick Reed. Patrick Reed has done some ridiculous things that <laughs> is just to blow me away. Kepka just says stupid things now, and and. He's just way too arrogant about how he does Super. it. Super. Patrick Reed, obviously, you know, there's the cheating accusations and the stealing money from his college teammates' lockers Gosh. and stuff like that. His wife's a loon. But his story to get to the PJ Tour is one of the greatest of all time. He Monday qualified eight times in one <laughs> season. That is impossible. Dude, they take four that. people from 100, well, 156 at the, the final event. As you're saying it, I'm 5, laughing. 5,000 people try and qualify for the waste management. I'm like, I'm laughing because you just said eight times that he Monday queued, and I'm just like, that's stupid. And that's how he got his card. It's an incredible story, but Gosh. it doesn't ever get spoken about because of the other stuff that he's done. Because he's an idiot. Yeah. He's just not a very good person, I don't think. Yeah, that's insane. I mean, it's, oh my gosh. Yeah. Which is a shame, and it yep. is a shame, because that, I, I don't know if that has ever been done. Well, how many people, like, and I don't know, again, I don't. maybe it's part of why he did it, and how he did it is his internal is just, like, weird, and, you know, I think, I, what did I say earlier, like, twice exceptional, that he's so good at that, that these other places, he's just, he's a loony bin, he's like... Well, it makes you wonder, I mean, those Monday qualifiers, there's no fans... Uh, right, yeah. It people will question if he cheated. Yeah, you know, and we're not talking straight like changing scores or whatever, you know. But moving of a lie can be one shot, and that well, one shot can be the difference. And look I'm not at his saying short he did. Game. I'm not accusing him of that, but I'm just saying everything he's done since then is going to make people question that. Well, I, here's a perfect example: when people play, so when people let, play lift clean in place, yeah. I'm, that makes such a massive difference, and you know this, because if you can roll your ball half a roll and get it out of a lie that gives you the willies or looks funky to you, yeah, you can do a ton of different things with that golf ball. Yeah, And then you're talking his level of skill and short game. I mean, give me a break. Yeah. You know this. Sometimes you get to your ball, you're like, gosh, that just looks It's like in a hole or it's sitting funky, and you got to get three wood on it. Yeah, well, well you I mean, can't. Now you go to an iron. the the one The one to me that it, that he did at Tiger's event with the sand is just like that could literally be a two shot swing. Yep. If he's got a big clump of sand behind the ball, yep. which he just wiped away, <laughs> and now he can hit the ball. Yep. You've improved your lie and massively, that, ma massively, because that's soft like beach sand, basically yep. in. Uh, they Bahamas or Bahamas, right? Yep. That's beach sand. It's the hardest to hit out of because <laughs> it really, it's so soft. You have to you catch it. A, just a you have to coach. hit the ball. Yeah, it, 
for for a long shot, right? Yep. Around the greens, it's not as difficult, but kind of chunk it out. But yeah, if you've got to hit a full sand wedge or pitching oh. wedge, it's impossible. You have to blade it. <laughs> you have to control blade it, basically. <laughs> and he wipes it away and gives himself a perfect like. Yeah, I mean, in so many of the lessons I've given over the years, people ask, "How do you how do you chip off of tight into the grain, wet Bermuda?" And I'm like, "You you have to take what it gives you. Yep, you yep. can't hit it high, right? Yep, you, you can't flop it. <laughs> you you have to you have to use your bounce a little bit, and you have to make sure you hit ball first. It's yep. like it's that simple. You cannot hit it high. You're like be happy on the green." <laughs> Yeah, you you take your medicine. It, it like, yeah, but you see these guys on T. I'm like, they're not those 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 guys are playing perfectly manicured golf courses every week. Yes, right. Now, doesn't mean there's diff, there's not difficult shots. Those tight tight lies over bunkers and stuff. They're very tough shots, but they understand what they can do with it. They're not going to try and do something stupid. Yeah, and then sometimes you know they get lucky and something bounces right or spins right and then it's like oh that's yeah. a perfect shot well and it's the, when you've got that six to eight inch really thick rough at some of the majors or some of those bigger events it's a guess you just take a big <laughs> swing and you hope it comes out <laughs> how you think i mean seriously you're like you know sometimes it could come out perfect sometimes it flies way over then sometimes it Other lands right in front of you grabs the heel and the toe shuts down and it's <laughs> Going straight left. Well, that'll do it for today's show. David, thanks for joining yep, us yep. again, obviously. Be here next week. Uh, there'll be a link for today's show at 8gradies.com. We'll be here again next Saturday, 10 to 11. I'm Jerome Espinosa alongside David Muddit. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next Saturday. Thank you for listening to the 8 Gradies Golf Show with Jerome Espinosa. Come back Saturday mornings at 10 for the latest stories and analysis from around the world of golf on ESPN Radio 1017 The Team.